Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Okay, welcome everybody. Uh, this is Dennis Burns here. Uh, welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. Uh, I've got R.L. Frazier up and he's up in Madison Parish today. I'm in Concordia. Uh, we thought we'd get together and talk about uh, uh, what's going on in the parishes. Uh, we had talked to them, the specialists this week, and about, you know, if there was any problems, anything, you know, coming up or whatever. And everybody seems to say that my phone's not ringing. We, everything must be going good. So we just figured we'd talk about uh, what's going on in the parishes and what we're seeing. Morning, R.L. Hey, thank you, Dennis. Good morning. Uh, what you want me to talk about? What I'm what, seeing up here in Madison yeah, and East Carroll right now? Let's, I tell you what, let's start off with, uh, before we get in, let's just talk about general. You talk about okay. Madison and East Carroll, and we'll we'll give a general crop report, you know, kind of like you do when the paper calls, you know? Yeah, okay. Well, uh, got about, I reckon, about eight or ten days of dry weather in the last couple of weeks. Uh, farmers has really been rolling. We've got a lot done. Uh, you know, like everybody else, we're, we're, we're running late, but, uh, beans and cotton is going in the ground just as hard and fast as they can get them in. Uh, still battling seep water, losing a lot of acreage, uh, along the Mississippi River right now to seep water. Uh, like we, uh, Ronald Reminsky and I talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast. We're seeing seep water still in places we've never seen before. Uh, so that's a a challenge. Uh, new crop we're putting in in Madison and East Carroll Parish both this year for the first time is is peanuts. We've got some guys. We're going to be about 400 acres worth. Uh, be a new challenge there. Uh, learning peanuts. So uh, other than that, it's just trying to trying to get caught up. Okay. Well, that's. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, that's kind of where we are in the <coughs> Tensaw Catahoula Concordia. We planted a, Kylie Miller and I planted a soybean variety demo in Catahoula yesterday. Uh, everybody down here, they, we're planting something. I think we've got most, probably 90-something percent of the corn has been fertilized. Uh, it's growing. Uh, we've got cotton being planted, beans being planted. Uh, cotton's, I did see cotton up the day before yesterday, just cracking the ground. Um, beans are coming up. Uh, I saw, I stopped yesterday and looked at some uh, beans were planted into a cover crop and uh, they were cracking the ground yesterday. Uh, it's just uh, everybody's in the field. They're spraying, you know, spraying what they can, trying to get, keep the corn clean, getting pre emerged herbicide and some burn down out on them uh, behind the soybeans and the cotton. Uh, rice is growing. Uh, I know some some of the rice in waterproof. Uh, they started pumping, uh, putting the flood on today. Uh, they were pumping water on it to start it today. It was some early planted stuff. Uh, it's it's you know uh, row rice is up. We've seen it. I've seen it up. But we'll talk about some of that in just a minute. Uh, that's kind of where we are over, overall. But uh, yeah, one thing I did forget to mention there, uh, I can't confirm this but i got a report the other day that we had some corn first planted corn uh april 30th huh well so uh, you know by traditional standards that's way late but 
Uh, I think yeah. we had some corn book. We were trying to try, try, trying to meet some booking contracts, so we had to go ahead and plant. Yeah, well, that's, you know, I know some people looked at some corn. Uh, I saw some corn up by the experiment station. The field, it was disc up. It was thin, and they actually disc it up, and we're going to come back. I'm assuming they're going to come back with cotton, probably, uh, where it is. And uh, But it's, uh, they disc it up a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, it wasn't, it just was too thin, I think. And uh, yeah. they uh, didn't have, you know, of course, didn't have any atrazine or fertilize out, so they, they just disc it up and going to start over. But I know some other they some people debated you know what they had to keep and whether to do something else and they kind of most of them decided to keep what they got. Yep, you know I read a report out of Mississippi State this week earlier on that you know decisions on replant. You know, put a pencil to it. Yeah, what you got? You only got three fourths of a stand. What's your predicted yield versus replant cost and and loss of yield? So this is a year that. We may have to look at some what we would consider some ugly fields, but mm-hmm. to be more profitable than yeah. replanting this lake. Well, uh, since you talking about that, I talked to a grower this morning in Tensile. He's got zero grade rice, and and it's interesting. You don't realize we don't realize we know we got rice fields, and they flood in the winter, and we always have ducks. You know, well, we didn't have any ducks last year, and consequently, this is on some zero grade continuous rice. And um, he's got tremendous amount of volunteer rice in about a, in a in one field or a couple fields, I guess. And uh, he was debating whether or not he had to replant, uh, keep his stand. Um, he's got a good stand of you know what he planted, but he's got a pretty good volunteer stand too. And uh, you know he was kind of unsure, but it was. He's got, I think he's about made up his mind he's going to keep it and go through it because he is in a continuous rise just to see what he'd have to do in the future if this if this happens again, of course. And and I can tell you, I know he, he these fields are, they have a lot of ducks in these fields, and you never knew how much the ducks ate until you start looking at these fields, how much, how much volunteer rice there is, where in the past there's been virtually none. Uh, you know, it's, you know, just using... Using the tools that nature shows up, you know, you think you have waste rice, but actually the ducks are getting a good benefit out of it. Yes, and you know that's interesting. I had never thought in those terms, but yes, after seeing that, I heard a little bit about that myself. And yeah, with them, with the ducks not showing up this year, it, it it's put a cramp on normal practices there. Yeah, it's uh, plus hurt everybody's feelings about duck hunting. So <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's been, but. Um, and talk, while we're talking about rice, let's talk about row rice. I mean, row rice last year was a big deal. Uh, I mean, the last few years. I mean, it's getting more and more popular. And for us, it's in our delta region here along the river. On our heavy soils, it's a definite. Uh, it's a definite option. Uh, we've got a We've got. I know in Tensile, Concordia, uh, and Catahoula, we've got row rice. Uh, it's. It's. Most of it's been planted and up. Some of it still hadn't. Uh, I know of one producer that actually had some zero grade. They went in and put it back to a tenth, and he's going to plant uh, row rice. That's where we'll have, we've got a trial in that field to uh, working on best management practices. Uh, so it's, uh, uh, it's catching up. rice in Madison, you know, the row rice 
rice comes and goes in Madison. I reckon what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got some traditional land that'll always it's on zero grade where it's at. They will till something changes. We'll stay with the you know traditional flooded rice. The row rice, the guys that are off of that real heavy ground, uh, and some of the non-rice areas, I really need to call it, uh, for Madison Parish, that, that they are using row rice very successfully last year. Uh, haven't had a chance to see or talk with them, or the last time I did talk with them, they were unsure at this point right now whether they were even going to plant rice. But that's the beauty of the row rice that you mentioned. You can... You can make a decision almost a day or two ahead of time if you can get the rice seed, whether you want to plant or not. And if mm-hmm. you decide not to, you, the rows are there. You know, you can fall right in and plant beans or cotton or whatever else you want on it. That's that's the beauty of it for us. Yeah, it's. Uh, we saw that uh, this year. I uh, one producer told me he had he had planned on having 150 acres, and he said I couldn't. I ran. I couldn't get the hybrid seed. So he's, he put it in something else. Um, the rice, one thing we are learning, one of my growers who had really good rice last year, first time I think he's ever had it, and uh, he, I talked to him, he said, I'm going to come back with it again. And, I'm, and I talked and I had, you know, we talked about it and, and he's con- he rotated the beans. He said, I, you know, maybe I'm, you know, concerned about weed control and controlling the grass and that, you know, in the following rice behind rice and so he's going to go to beans and then come back to rice i mean it's it's kind of yeah. a, it's a system it's not going it's not going to replace corn or cotton or beans but it it gives us something else to grow that's it you know and especially if you already have rice and you already got beans it just it lets you have some more put some more ground in that uh, you might not have uh, just gives you another option another option uh you know but some of these other things going on out here that I know of seems like to me. I riding down the highways, I've, I see more ryegrass, big ryegrass, and oh, planted oh, fields. Yeah. You know that we're not, we haven't. Seemed like in past years, I don't know whether we did a better job. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's just because everything was so wet and we were crunched up. Uh, I'm seeing the same thing, Dennis, and I'm putting it off to the fact that it's just this year. Yeah. You know, we were late, we were wet. Uh, you know, even if we got in there and planted, man, I got well, our, you know, our chemical back over behind the planter. You know, it's just, it's just been one of those years. It's been difficult, and that's what I'm blaming it on. Uh, actually, I seen a, f- a field yesterday. They were actually had a disc in it, had not been planted at all this year. Uh, ryegrass was, you know waist high all the way across it and they had to actually go in there and just try to dist it under to get right. rid of it first of all well that's what um and it's you know in the past you'd see maybe a clump in a field that just got missed or something going on out there and, and i know uh with dr josh copes last year in tensile we collected uh we dug up ryegrass and that didn't didn't get killed by clethodum and we went in, dug it up, and he grew it out, and they tested it for resistance. Some of it was, some of it wasn't. But you know, I'm seeing them. I think I think it's just the year. I don't think it's that widespread resistance. I think it's just the year. I'm gonna agree with you. Yeah, we've got some areas where we know that there is some resistance, 
but what what I'm seeing, I'm putting all, I'm blaming strictly on just the weather. Yeah. Just the year, this year. Now, what, mentioning that, now you have to really be thinking in terms of next year, all right, we're we going to let a lot of this go to seed this year. Oh, it's already gone to seed. That's Come what I'm saying. It's going to seed this year. Yeah. So they need to be thinking in terms of next year, we need to get on this earlier. Uh, you know, possibly even a fall application. Yeah. There's to, to keep it on, keep it from, you know, from coming up next year. Because yeah. if not, with the seed that's on the ground now, mm-hmm. it could be a real issue next year. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely, and, and we're going to spread it around. You know, they're going to carry it on the tractors and this, that, and the other and bust it around. It's going to, It'll reseed. I mean, we we could definitely have in some fields. They may have to go in with some if they can't control it herbicide, like you say, early fall application or something. When it first comes up, we're going to be looking at some tillage. You know. Uh, oh yeah. Now, one thing too this year, the weather has dictated a lot of minimum till, no till, people just trying to get planted when they could. Uh, You're right. And. But in some situations, like we were planting, the, the soybean variety demo we planted in Catahoula yesterday was actually in a field that was in beans last year that were not harvested. They disc them up when it dried up this last time. They went in and disc them real, destroyed the beans, and smoothed the field up, and we came back and planted in it. And there were some volunteer beans out there, but they had got rid of most of them. But, um, you know, I mean, it's, Things you have to just do sometimes, you know? Well, when you said that, I just, it jogged my memory. I got a call this week uh, about the, his words was the new soybean disease that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm thinking, and I'm sure that's what he was talking about, was the taproot decline. Yeah. Of where we're following beans with beans, and he was scared. I got to plant beans behind beans this year. What's my chances of getting taproot decline mm-hmm. you know we don't it's so new sometimes it's hard to say but i felt like personally one year he probably was not going to be in as big a danger as if it would have been one where he'd have been four or five years continuous soybeans on the field yeah. you know trying to explain how it lays over you know in the in the in the, the, the stalk or the volunteer beans picking it up so, you know, tried to calm his nerves. That you know, two years beans, no real problem. Uh, I don't think he'll see a problem at all. Mm-hmm. Now, if he stayed for multiple years, yes. Uh, I think he was just kind of everybody's kind of on panic mode in a way. I reckon because of the year. Yeah. Trying to don't want to make any mistakes to make it worse. You know. Yeah. And they're thinking of, they're exaggerating. I reckon in their mind some of the things that could be going wrong. Well, I mean, it's been a it's been a crowded year. It's been a tough year. Uh, I um, talked to a grower earlier this morning about. Uh, he said we're just now we're kind of able to catch our breath just a hair, uh, do a couple things we put off that we hadn't normally haven't done. You know, we just just need to we need to catch a breath, and yeah. uh, I think that's kind of where they are. One thing too, let me. I will say this: I was this morning I was riding, uh, coming down. I was down the levee, 
in, on the, in Concordia, and I stopped and swept a couple patches of clover. And other than a couple of tarnished plant bug nymphs, so I was surprised it did not catch any stink bugs, red banded or otherwise. So that's uh, that's a plus. I was really expecting I was expecting to catch catch some along in there. Clover was nice, blooming, it's pretty thick, near some bean fields. Uh, well, bean field right across the turn row from it. So I mean, it was. Uh, I really expected to catch some, but I didn't. Didn't catch. I did catch some tarnished plant bug nymphs, but uh, no nothing else uh, to speak of. I mean, it was uh, that was that was a, a surprise for me, being as warm as it was this winter. Uh, but now, let me tell you, now you don't stay out if you're anywhere close to the river. You don't stay. You don't stay anywhere outdoors very long without being moving because the buffalo gnats will touch you. Away. The gnats are tough this year. Yeah. I'm, uh, Coming to the office, I saw a man in Vinay mowing his yard in a bug suit, you know. He, he just mowing away in his little bug suit, huh? And, uh, yeah, trying to huh. keep him from toting him off. That's pretty much it. And some people, they don't seem to bother me, but I know people that just swell up, and they, it really bothers them. Uh, uh-huh. So, uh, well, I don't know much. We got, uh, I think, the zinc deficiency we saw in corn. Most everybody's got, they put some zinc out either foliar or with their side dress. I think most of it's beginning to go away. Yeah. Tell you what else I've noticed in corn this year in some of your lighter soils. Mm hmm. It's, and I don't know how to measure it, but I feel like we've lost with all the rain. Yeah. In some of this lighter soil, we've lost some, some nitrogen. Because yeah. you're really seeing light and dark spots showing up in the, in the fields you know, more than normal. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, after we got the reports of the zinc deficiency, I started, you know, walking and looking at some of them, and it's just just pale yellow. It's just nitrogen. It's, yeah. Uh, it's not the zinc deficiency, but I think it's just that well, it's, it's le- a lot of it is leached out or hadn't you know. had a chance to get dry enough to get a hold to it, one or the other. Yeah, it, well, um, when we were down, we were in, when we were down in Donaldsonville with that sugarcane flying that sugarcane yeah. the other day, I asked uh, Doctor Debanya, and she said, "You know, as much rain as we've had, if they got it out, you know, it, we could have lost up to thirty or forty percent. You know, and mm-hmm. maybe it's got the roots stunted; they can't pick up what they got. I think it's going to be a, it would be a, this would be an ideal year to have some reference strips in your corn. Oh yes, and being able to monitor it, and then uh, knowing whether you could come back." Uh, at V8 or somewhere, V6 to V8, V9 somewhere, and add some more fertilizer if you need some more nitrogen. You know, if you needed it, uh, I know the wide drops. I know a bunch of people use the wide drops. They come in with another shot, uh, an extra shot. But well, it would be nice to know if they actually needed or how much they needed. So you're right. So that's uh, that's you know that's coming down the road. It's going to get here faster than we think. So yeah. All right. Well, anything else? We're about out of time. That's that's about it. Y'all just uh, stay tuned, and we'll try to keep you updated as our new peanut project, how it develops, and yeah, and, and what we come with that. Well, you have to send them, put us some pictures up on Twitter there, so we can keep you know look at it. Uh, we'll just we'll we'll keep y'all. We'll try and keep everybody informed as what's going on, and what we're seeing. We're uh, we'll be in touch with our specialists. Uh, Seeing what's what they're seeing, trying and trying to anticipate 
what potential problems are could be coming up or timings. Uh, but you know, uh, let's remember follow our Twitter feed at Louisiana Delta Crop. Uh, subscribe to our this podcast. You know, keep up. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, suggestions, call myself, call RL, Kylie Miller. Uh, let us know. Give us some feedback. All right. We'll talk to y'all next week. All right. Thanks. Next week. All right. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local extension office.